you know, one of the things I learned early in my career read at Bain, always be outside in. Because I was never part of a client organization, I had to understand things through the eyes of the customer, through the eyes of competitors, through the eyes of other stakeholders. And those are the cues of where the puck's going. That is the voice of current Nike CEO, John Donahoe, and he'll be telling us the why, what, and how of business and much, much more on today's Super U Podcast. So let's go, go, go. That's one small step for man. Liftoff. We, we choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are I have hard. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Welcome to today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. And today we have Nike CEO, John Donna. Ho, ho, ho. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Merry Christmas. It is that time of year, so hopefully you're not too stressed out. Just do the best that you can. Do your best and forget the rest. But thanks for turning in during this busy season to listen to our podcast. Hopefully it gives you a little break from all the stress of the holidays and also remind yourself that he's the reason for the season. So just remember why we celebrate Christmas and the holidays in the first place. And so just give yourself a pause, embrace your kids, embrace your family. There's a lot of tough stuff that goes on during these holidays. I know it, but uh, hopefully this gives you a little bit of break. The Super U podcast and helps us reset. I know it does for me. My hair was on fire this week. I go, I got to do a podcast show to remind me what life is all about. So here we are. We have John Donahoe, a little background on him before becoming the CEO of Nike. Donahoe was the CEO of eBay, but he was born in Evanston, Illinois, which as many of you might know is in where Northwestern University is based. I teach a class at Northwestern University, beautiful, beautiful part of the world. I teach a digital leadership course, master's level course at Northwestern University, but uh, John did not go to Northwestern. He went to Dartmouth undergrad and then to Stanford. Now, Donahoe's the current CEO of Nike, but before this, he was the CEO of eBay. But when he left eBay, he took some time off, which a lot of us should do in between positions when we can. When we can, it's not always not always appropriate or applicable or possible, but when you can get those breaks, they're, they're, they're very rare to get in life. So if you're switching positions, if you are able to do it, take three months, six months off, by all means, make sure you go ahead and do that. But what he did is he spent some time with uh, experts as well as like-minded individuals to help find himself after eBay. And one of the lessons that he came away with, which I think is really important for all of us on this show, depending on where you fall on the age range, we've got a lot of young listeners in their 20s, but we also have listeners in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. But one of the lessons that he, Donahoe, John Donahoe, came away with was the notion that in his 50s and 60s and 70s, that those would be some of the most productive time in his life. Essentially, this was boiled down because Donahue's age meant that he should have experience, which makes sense. You're in your 50s, 60s, 70s. You have experience. And then you also probably have financial freedom. A lot of us will have financial freedom at those ages. But then he'd have the freedom to choose where he wants to use that experience and the ability to do so based on a sense of service, so service rather than a sense 
of ego. So all that learning, now I realize, okay, now I can use my time. It can be one of the, some of the most productive time. My kids are out of the house. I've got financial freedom. Now I get to choose what I do to kind of give back uh, in terms of service. Uh, but if it's not all charitable, don't get me wrong. I mean, Donahoe, his compensation at Nike is an astounding $53 million. That's for the year. So think about that. That's wild. $53 million for the year in compensation. But Dono has learned that he should spend more time with younger people. Uh, a lot of the younger people that were seeking the same thing that he did when he was that age is through coaching or volunteering. Um, but he said it's important for us to connect with younger people as you get older so you're not spending just 100% of your time with people the same age and the people the same mindset. Now, keep in mind before Donahoe became the CEO of Nike, he was very familiar with Nike because he'd been a member of its board of directors since 2014. So he's very familiar with the operations even before making that transition to become a full-time member of Nike's executive team. And so now he's current CEO and also president of Nike. So that's a little background on Donahoe, but we're going to not waste any more time. I do want to cover off our sponsor. So our sponsor today is Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It's amazing. So I use Amazon Prime as a customer, but also, as many of you know, my daughters and I invented a board game called Kitty Corn. That's right. K-I-T-T-Y-C-O-R-N. Kitty Corn. Don't Google that too fast. Kitty Corn. So Kitty Corn, it's a, a great game for ages 5 to 95. Once my grandfather knew how to do it, or my dad, their grandfather, knew how to play and loved it, I go, we got a winner on our hands. But anyways, it's been crazy. My hair's been on fire the last couple of weeks as we approach uh, Christmas because this thing's been selling insane. It's a great stocking stuffer. But you can get it. Even if you ordered it a couple of days before Christmas, you could get it within a day because we ship these things. We make them in thousands and then Amazon's able to fulfill that order. So big shout out and thanks to Amazon Prime, not only from a personal level when I'm getting stuff last minute, but also as we sell these games and my daughters love just sitting down with me and we look at the sales each and every day. So thanks to all of you. I know a lot of you have purchased Kitty Corn and sent in nice notes and it makes my day, but more importantly, it makes my daughter's day when they read those notes. So thank you so much that uh, Kitty Corn's having a positive impact and gets your kids off their screens. That's the whole reason that our daughters actually and myself came up with it. Give yourself a break from those screens and actually play a game as a family. So again, that's Kitty Corn and that's Amazon Prime. Thank you for sponsoring today's Super You Podcast and thank you for tuning in and listening. So without further ado, let's get into some advice from John Donahoe, the current CEO of Nike. Now, John, you've stated that there's really three main questions you ask in business and also in life, whether that's at the biggest picture or whether that's at a project level. Can you walk us through those three questions, please? I always try to ask myself, there's kind of why, what, and how. The why question, there's why questions or what questions, how questions. Why questions are why are we here, right? Why are we on this team? That's like purpose. And I think it's always important to get a team to get aligned around why are we here? And there's usually some pretty strong commonality around that, right? Different, even if you have different personalities, backgrounds, different, even beliefs of what should happen, get commonality on the why. We're here to win a championship or we're here to make our purpose come to life. We're here and share that 
And then that that's, again, that human connection I talked about earlier. The what is our strategy, right? What's our goal and what are our plays or strategies to get it done? And you can have debates around those. But um, and by the way, strategies change based on the circumstance, right? Based on the time horizon, the competition, the whatever. And so and so and you can have different points of view on the what. But once we agree to the play, we're going to run, we run it. The how and is culture. That's the hardest part. It's how are we going to behave with one another? We may be aligned on why we're here, our purpose. We may more or less agree on our strategy or our direction. But how are we going to make that strategy come to life? How are we going to behave with one another? And that's culture. Obviously, you wrestle with a lot of complex issues, whether that's Nike or your previous time tenure at, at eBay. And even before that, when you were the CEO at Bain and Company, can you walk us through when you're faced with a complex challenge? What's a good way to approach it? You know, one of the things I learned early in my career, Reed, at Bain, always be outside in. Because I was never part of a client organization. I had to understand things through the eyes of the customer, through the eyes of competitors, through the eyes of other stakeholders. And those are the cues of where the puck's going. The puck isn't made up inside a company. Yeah. The puck, the puck is, is defined by where the consumer's going and wants to go, where competitors or disruptors are coming up and giving different offerings, what's happening mm -hmm. in the overall. So staying, keeping a real outside in mindset is I think essential. It's also, to be honest, it's what allowed me to come into four different companies, or I guess I, I grew up in one and then have come into three different companies. And I was not, I've never been an expert in what on day one, that's forced me to have a rich and sharp understanding of how's the consumer thinking about us? All right. One of today's hot topics across the world and really especially the United States is diversity and inclusion, DEI, diversity equity and inclusion. So how important is that in today's world? And I believe there's clear data and evidence now. Diverse and inclusive teams are more successful and more innovative. Mm. Bringing different perspectives, different backgrounds, different combinations, different personalities, different skill sets, different cultures, mm -hmm. melding together, that produces better outcomes. That produces better outcomes for a sports team. You know, the Bulls didn't have five centers. They didn't even have five Michael Jordans. It would have been fun to watch five Michael Jordans, but my guess is five Michael Jordans might not have done any better than having one amazing Michael Jordan and surrounding him with incredible complementary skill sets. Yeah. I also think that's true in a business context. And so the diversity and inclusion is not just a nice thing to do because it happens to be you know, in vogue at the moment, it's the best way to win. Yep. I would argue it's the only way to win sustainably. So you've got to, you got to start with that deep belief. And it's, it's funny because sports can teach us so much. We know that on the sports field, right? You know, you pick your, you, you, you want to have a great point guard and you want to have a great number two guard. You got to have a good, you know, you got to have a good outside shooter. You got to have someone that can rebound inside and they have to appreciate each other. And they have to play together and come together. Yeah. That to me is diversity and inclusion. And so inside, whether it's inside of Nike, our commitment 
to be a diverse and inclusive culture is because it's it's the best way to win. You know, many of our listeners, myself included, that's why I love doing these podcasts, is we're trying to figure out how do we increase, how do we speed up our rate of development? Any insights and tips? Obviously, you've been very successful. It's your fourth tenure as a CEO of a major corporation. So how do we kind of life hack that development? The thing about being in the number one role and the thing particularly about being a founder is you're in the frying pan every moment and you're being forced to grow and scale and learn. And the pattern sets and things you are privy to, whether it's a board meeting, whether it's dealing with other founders, whether it's dealing with the situation, you can see all parts of the business. And so your growth curve is like this. Often the growth curve of your direct reports of people beneath you aren't, will never be as high because they're not in that role. And so accepting that, because at some point you're developing faster than your people. And that's a hard thing, especially when you had that initial founding group or that initial, um, but you're, you're learning and growing. And you don't feel the learning and growth. You're just like, you're feeling as inadequate as the next guy. Time, treasure, talent. So we all have time, treasures, and talent. And we give those away freely. It's servant leadership. But sometimes we have to invest in ourselves. It's important for us to invest in ourselves and then actually that megaphone that we have or that power that we have to serve others is amplified. So talk us, walk us through how we invest in ourselves. Early on in my career, I went to a talk by a guy named Jim, Jim Lair. And he talked about the concept of a business athlete. And he said, same question I just asked you. He said, you know what's so interesting? When you look at world-class athletes, they want to perform. They're on the playing field, and they want to perform at the highest levels. And for every hour they're on the playing field, they prepare 10 to 20 hours. And they invest in themselves. They don't assume they're going to be able to walk out, perform on a world-class stage with no preparation. They invest in their bodies. They invest in their minds. They invest in their skills. They invest in their weaknesses. They take preparing themselves really seriously, and they view that as a sign of strength, not of weakness. The narrative about business is whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur or a great investor, that, oh, we just work all the time. We don't really need to sleep or eat. Anyone that got a coach or, God help you, a therapist, that would be a sign of weakness. You never show your weakness. It's all strength. And that somehow we just assume we're just going to be able to jump on the playing field, a world-class playing field, just perform. And as he said this to me, I was a young consultant at Bain at the time, I thought this makes a lot of sense. That actually the narrative of investing in yourself, investing in all parts of yourself, if you want to have a full life, made sense. You know, in my latest book, The Focus Project, it's all around how to focus on big things rather than busy things. But one thing is about intent. It's important for us to be intentional each and every day. And I struggle with this. There's some days I just wake up and I'm, as Zig Ziglar would say, I'm a walking generality that I just get up and I'm like, oh my gosh, the day, do I even want to face it? I kind of crawl under the covers. And that's because I haven't set up that game plan the night before is that I'm just sitting there going, what do I do today? Or man, there's so much to do. It's just overwhelming. I'm not going to do anything. So walk us through like a charting a course or just how do we stick to our path? For you entrepreneurs, you're in a world that's magnifying everything that doesn't matter, right? 
In TechCrunch, you're a hero or you're a zero. You're never in between. We, we magnify the crap out of things when they're going well, and then we pound things when they're not going well. And as a leader, especially an entrepreneur, if you get influenced by that, it's, a, it's like buffeting winds that are impossible to, to deal with. And the reality is you're never half as good as they say you are on your good days and never half as bad as on your bad days. And so the importance of, of spending that time, is, as you've said and have taught so beautifully, of quieting your mind, of understanding what is my intention? What, what regardless of what the winds are going to do today, regardless of what the winds are going to do in the next month, in the next year, what's the course that I want to set for myself? And I, I just think, and by the way, over time, no one remembers the short-term tax. No one remembers what they wrote one day or another, or how good or bad. They remember, they remember the journey you've led. They remember the consistency with which you've led your life. You've you led your companies you've created. And so, and it's hard work. You know, our listeners know that we stress here, all of us as a community here at the Super You Podcast, understand that it's all about those challenge, those trials that we face. It's not when you fall down, it's how high you're going to bounce back up, that things actually often happen for us, not to us, but it's really hard for us to see that in the moment. So walk us through, are there any proud moments? Maybe it's adversity, maybe it's a challenge, but just, uh, just some advice or some insights that you might have that relates to that, something that we like to stress here is that things happen for you, not to you. You know, life is hard, leadership is hard. Being part of great companies and teams like PayPal and, and, and Nike are hard, but opening our hearts to the adversity and opening our hearts to the challenges and acknowledging that's part of the process is just one of the learnings you know along the way i i hate adversity i want everything to go well i like you know but it's so funny because when i look back in my life the the moments that have had the most purpose and meaning for me i'm most proud of in hindsight professionally and personally were almost always periods of adversity and so and so when now when i'm in adversity and this has been a lot the last three months i just remind myself now is the time where if I show up every day as a whole person, as open, vulnerable, and honest, I'll look back and be proud, right? It may not feel good each given day, but I'll be proud. Thank you for tuning in to today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. That was some great, great advice from Nike CEO, John Donahoe. So hopefully you got a lot out of that, especially during this time of year that you're able to kind of capture something. Because remember, we always like to stress that we're all superheroes. We just need that courage to wear the cape. And, and keep in mind, a lot of days we, we feel the farthest thing from being a superhero when we wake up. So it's really about just taking those baby steps each and every day. And I'm saying that out loud for myself even. There's been some days this week where I did not want to get out of bed. I was just like, man, there's so much to do so overwhelming or sales aren't going as well as I thought over here. And so it's just really about how do we stick with that course, being persistent in the short term, but patient in that long term. And so thanks for being patient with us this entire year. And thanks for tuning in to the Super U podcast. You make everything possible. And that allows us to have great sponsors like Amazon Prime. So if you're looking for a last minute gift, go check out the game 
that my daughters and I invented called Kitty Corn. It's great stocking stuffer. Or maybe you forgot to get someone a gift that this is you're listening to this after the holidays. Is maybe you just want to surprise and delight someone with just a small little package of goodness that'll help their kids get off their screens. Just telling someone, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you when I can't be with you. Hey, go ahead, check out this game. It'll get your kids off their screen and allow you to play some family time together. Spend some quality time together. And most importantly, you'll learn who in your family, that's right, who in your family can do the best meow. So meow. Until next time, this is your host, Equal Man, reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind. Five, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 you. Oh, yeah.